<laughs> I'm the only one they let prepare for the morning. And uh, I want to share just a couple of thoughts with you as we have been kind of in that month of graduations, a couple of conversations today about just moving from one step to the other and the perseverance that it requires to move on when we get perplexed about life and the perspective that we have on life. So in light of that, um, I, I counted up my graduations, and there are seven of them. Uh, the first was in 1960. Uh, that would have been my kindergarten graduation. I, I don't know that they did kindergarten graduations back then, but they do now, so I'm counting it. Uh, and the last one was in 1999, so I had seven graduations in the span of 39 years. I've worn white caps, red caps, maroon, and black several times at every one of those graduations. The special people in my life were there, my parents, uh, teachers, classmates, uh, and some, some of those, my siblings, my wife, and certainly my very good friends. And as I was reflecting on all these different graduations this week, I got to thinking that even though they were spread out over a lot of years, they were, they were similar in, in one respect. Everyone kind of had something to do with, uh, you know, making the next move. And, and, and to some extent, it felt like it was time to cut loose. Like now is the time to move from the books to the business at hand. Now is the time to move from the theoretical to the practical. Time to move off the bench and onto the playing field. It's time to just cut loose. And yet, there's a scripture that I want to read for you this morning that seems to suggest the opposite of cutting loose. It's from John chapter 15, and if you want to look at it with me, we're only going to be there a few minutes this morning, so take your shot now. It's, on John, it's in John chapter 14, and I'm going to read the first five verses, and that's on page 901 if you're using the Scripture uh, in the chair. So John 15, verses 1 to 5, Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. He cuts it off. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me. That seems to be saying stay put, not cut loose. Abide in me and I in you, the... the, the um, the idea there is you abide in me and I will abide in you. I'll stay put in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, unless it stays put, neither can you unless you abide in me, unless you stay put, not be cut loose. I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, whoever stays put in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit and uh, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. So these words of Jesus do not seem to be saying to me, cut loose, but stay put. And that seems a little counterintuitive whenever you're talking about moving from one step to the next, when you're going from kindergarten to first grade or fifth to sixth or a senior in high school to a freshman or a family without children to a family with children 
or a family with children whose children move away to the empty nest, or those of you that are retired and uh, you're just negotiating one step to the next, it almost seems weird uh, to me to not be saying, let's cut loose, let's soar, you know, sprout new wings and soar, but the Bible says we should stay put. There's two kinds of branches, Jesus says. Did you notice that both kinds of branches get cut? The first branch that gets cut actually off is a branch that's bearing no fruit. That, I guess, makes sense to us. But the fact of the matter is there are other branches that are still there that Jesus cuts, that he prunes. Why is that? So that you can produce more fruit. God wants you to be fruitful. He wants you to produce more fruit. So that means the secret to this uh, is staying put. Because people who cut themselves loose from God, though they might experience temporary uh, pleasures or temporary successes, people who cut themselves loose from God ultimately do not produce any fruit. But those who stay put in him, stay connected to him, and produce much fruit. I'm, I'm so right now in the middle of the, you know how, I don't know if you've ever spoken before, but your, 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 your words are coming out, but your mind is thinking of something else while you're still talking. Did you guys experience any of that just a moment ago? So it's happening with me right now because I just looked over here and I see Brad and Andrea Knorr and their children. You guys, welcome home. That's awesome. And I'm, I'm hoping that everything is okay because I think I see, are, are, are your parents over sitting over there somewhere? Yeah, I think so. Are you guys okay? Because they're over there and you're over there maybe. Anyway, so glad to have you back with us. We love you and we miss you, Brad, Andrea, and all the kids. We're so thankful to God for what he's doing in your lives and it's good to be together. I look forward to catching up afterwards. What is it that motivates us? to produce fruit. Um, I want to I tell you a story about that, and this story goes back probably 25 years. Uh, so some, most of you have not heard it, but it's one of my favorite stories of all time. It's about a guy that works at a factory, and he is a tiny little guy, uh, but he's, he's uh, got a large family and uh, never had a chance to go to school, but he's a hardworking guy, and, every, and he's got the graveyard shift, which is really weird because right between his house and the factory that, that he works is actually a graveyard. So he works from midnight to 8 o'clock in the morning every night. Uh, but because there's a cemetery in between his house and his factory, he, he has to walk like a long way in one direction, a long way in the other direction, and then around. It's like it's a long walk. He has no transportation so every night, just prior, you know, 11 o'clock, 11.30, the guy has to walk to work. But this one night in particular is very cold outside. It's actually kind of sleeting, and it's windy, and it's miserable. And the guy just thinks, you know, man, if I could just, if I just cut through the cemetery, I'll get there quicker. And he just, you know, a lack of maybe judgment, but just kind of, you know, doing what he thought he could do and get away with. He just cuts through the cemetery. What he doesn't know is that there's been a freshly dug grave and there's no lights in a cemetery and he just, boom, down he goes, down into the, into the grave. And he's so short, he can't, 
he can't get out. Like he's jumping and he's, he's trying to catch on. He's trying to dig. He can't get a, he just can't get out. He screams, he's yelling, but you know, there's at midnight, there's really nobody in cemeteries to help. And finally, this goes on for so long. He tries with all his might. And he knows he's not going to get out. And he thinks, well, there'll be somebody here in the morning. <laughs> uh, so he decides to kind of just kind of get all up in a little ball in the corner of his, this grave and try to stay out of the cold as much as he can. And he falls asleep. Now, what he doesn't know is that just a block down the road from him is another man who lives there and who works at the bakery that's right next to the factory. And this guy, same thing, graveyard shift, same thing that night, thinking the weather's awful. This is, I'm just going to, I think just this once, I'm just going to cut through the cemetery. You know exactly what happens. Down into the same grave goes this man. And he's screaming and yelling and trying to jump up and grab the sides of the grave and get out. And he can't do it. And he's, he's just yelling and screaming, somebody help. And that wakes up the guy that's kind of over there in the corner of the grave sleeping. And he gets up and just kind of quietly walks over. <laughs> puts what's now a rather cold hand on the other man's shoulder and says, It'll never work, buddy. You'll never get out of here. But you know what? He did. Which goes to show you that you can do anything when properly motivated. What is it that motivates us to produce fruit? What is it that motivates us to to live our lives for the Father, and, and for Jesus, to, that we would produce fruit. Isn't it just simply the motivation is a response to what God has done for us? Isn't it the recognition of the fact that Jesus stayed put? That when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he faced the agony that was ahead of him and the utter horror of the thought of being separated from his father, that Jesus stayed put. He stayed connected. He said, not my will, Father, but your will be done. Wasn't it love that called Jesus to stay put? And then on the cross, when all of those awful, pathetic, hopeless voices were jeering and taunting him, And saying, if you are the son of God, then show your power and come down from the cross. Isn't it the fact that it was love that caused Jesus to stay put and there to give his life for you and for me? The message, no matter what it is, no matter what box, (laughs) no matter what graduation that it is that you're at right now, whether formally in school from one grade to another or whatever step it is that you are on as a follower of Jesus today, the takeaway point is this. Don't cut loose. Stay put. Abide in him and he in you to produce great fruit for our Father in heaven. Let's stand and pray. Jesus, thank you for your great love for us. May it be the motivation that is in our hearts 
that we would abide in you and you in us, that we might produce fruit to the glory of your holy name. God, I thank you for every person that's here, for every graduation, whether formal or informal, for every step that we're taking from where it is that we are in the journey of our life to the next place that you're taking us. I pray that in all of it, we would stay rooted into you, that we would stay put to produce great fruit for the glory of your name. And it's in that name that we pray. Amen.